So, welcome to the Cotton and Cattle Show. It's just David. Fred's not here. Fred's in the other side of the uh, the country, the county, Nix County. Uh, we're working from home, aren't we still? Or well, working remotely. Uh, so, I'm here in the office in Southend, original home of Ape and Juice. Big shout out to Southend crew. Giving you the Cotton and Cattle Show. Giving you a quick update on this lovely sunny Friday. It's a hell of a Sunday. Hell of a Sunday. Hell of a sunny day. Nice Friday. Uh, wife's away, so I'm going to probably work really don't do much else really other than work but uh we've got a couple of topics we're going to cover over this week or this month or god knows how long before i can get another podcast on i do want to do one with fred though get fred back on here anyone for a zoom expo it's the vape expo and it's coming live into your living room from the wonder i think the zoom platform or website um i've had some numbers being touted around to become an exhibitor about 3k was one figure gotta ask now is it a vape expo's done? Are trade exhibitions a good place to do business? I'd really be keen to know how other businesses feel about this. Please put some. We use Anchor primarily to run the podcast. I'd really be keen to know um, in the comments if you go to Anchor and let us know whether or not you use them and have you found them successful in recent years. I know uh, a couple of companies trying to do a CBD expo, we had one last year. For me, it feels a bit like a penis measuring competition surrounded by other penises. Uh, that's not to be any denigration of my opinion on the industry of vaping. Uh, I'm not calling everyone a penis. <laughs> Brilliant. This isn't getting edited. Um, but we did one once. We did one for brand Pink Label. Uh, we partnered up with Greeny Heath and um, Naughty Juices. be honest with you, I've made more money on a quiet Sunday in the middle of the countryside running a booth fair than we did from the event. Now, is that is that probably a comment on our own ability? It was the first time we did it. It's a lot of money to spend to be in front of a crowded audience. I think one of the key things in business you always hear people talk about, it's about fighting for attention. It's about having the best attention um, for the money. If you're a market store, market fair, you want to be the best pitch. You don't want to be the worst pitch. And it really is a difference between making money and not making any money. So I don't know whether or not other people have had more success in recent years. What did we find very useful last year? We went, you know what? We're not going to do another vape exhibition. We're not going to do a CBD exhibition. What we're going to go and do is we're going to go and meet consumers. So we went out and we had an amazing summer. We got ourselves a couple of marquees for peanuts, literally peanuts, like a couple of score. We rocked up at some car events. I'm giving away all our trade secrets here, but that's what I try and do. I try to be helpful, otherwise you wouldn't listen. Wouldn't be in the, uh, in the top list of vaping podcasts. Or maybe it's just my voice, uh, the drone of this man's voice. But we went round to loads of summary events. Now, we can't do that because I don't think they're open this year. None of these uh, events and festivals are running. So what do we have as an alternative? We have a video exhibition. Uh, if the figure that I've heard banded around, I don't even know what the word bandied mean. It's bringing banded around that figure. If the figure I've heard banded around of 3K to be on someone's website for a day or a couple of days or a few days, I think that's shit value. I think that's shit value. I'm up to be challenged. You know, open call out. If the if the if the organisers behind the organisation, the expo, want to come on on the next podcast, talk about the value that these things bring to uh, the industry and what has been some success stories from this year. I'd like to know from this year what are the success? I can't even speak English. What are the success stories from this year's expo? You know, straight out of the bat, love to hear them. Come on. I, you know, I don't know who, totally who the guys are behind it. Um, we've always kept ourselves a little bit to ourselves, probably while we're a bit more parochial. But uh, the beauty of the internet is I can be a mouthpiece as loud as I want. You can't stop me. Um, 
but no, we're not going to pay three grand to be on a website for a day. Uh, if someone said to me, hey, you know what? And I think this is something that's probably worth considering and they'll probably hate me for this or they'll never do this. I'll say, look, I'll tell you what, for every web traffic visitor that you get that's unique, I'll pay you for it. No different to any other form of internet advertising. You pay for impressions or you pay for clicks. I'll do the same. I don't know whether or not that's something that, that, that would be done. I think very often, like any marketing, when a business owner says to someone, look, I'll tell you what, let's make this fair. What usually happens is they go, oh, it's not how we do it. Or oh, that's we haven't got facilities for that. That's just not the way we run it. And there's a reason for that. It's because they don't want to do it that way because essentially they won't make any money. And if I can't make any money, you guys can't make any money. So I'm not up for doing a vape expo. And I'm certainly going to use my day on a sunny day for my own business. Or I'll probably go out and sit in the garden or sit in a field and drink a cold beer because that's what sunny days in England are for. England is largely shit for... 52 weeks a year, except for a small Shangri-La of about six weeks, which we call the summer. And it's fucking mind-blowing. <laughs> Sorry for my language. It's really good in England in the summer, but the rest of the time, it's pretty crap. Uh, maybe Christmas Day is quite good. First part of the day, lunch, but then the general sort of gut ache isn't so good. And then there's that awkward stuff where you try and get rid of the family, and they're still there. Oh, come on. I just want to fart. I just want to fart. So... Um, Looking at the world go by, a lot of sunshine sheilas out. Wife's going to kill me for that. Um, but anyway, so there you go. So I'm not going to spend my day today, tomorrow, or Sunday watching an internet advertisergram of other people's products, which they've already called me up about anyway, five times a day. They've got my mobile somehow. It's out there. Or they've sent me emails about it. Oh, bless Flawless for sending me 36 emails a week telling me all about that product. But not stocking ours. Get your ass in gear, Flawless. Uh, my personal opinion. I'm entitled to it. Doesn't mean their ass isn't in gear. It's just a personal opinion. Imho. This was an op-ed. Anyway, so there you go. That's what's going on right now. There is a Vape Expo. Give them the credit. They are trying to find a way to make it work by having a Zoom Expo. Have you been doing any Zoom conferences? How are you finding the Zoom conferences? How are you finding productivity for those people who've got their offices externally? Are you finding you get the same level of innovation? One of the things they're saying in America now, they are, they, those people again, they, one of those people that they are saying in America, a group of people who cover everything, that while it has been effective, it certainly shows an opportunity to cut costs for your office space, but innovation lacks. And I'll tell you something, what I love about going down to our HQ down in Whistable is I get the whiteboard markers out and I get our team and we just draw crap on the wall and we brainstorm. Yes, I'm using one of those uh, classic industry phrases, but we brainstorm. I find it really effective. In fact, my office in uh, in Southend, is, it is basically, I foregoed paint and wallpaper and I went for magic whiteboard paper and I've just got marker pen and post-it notes and agile notice boards everywhere because I find it the best way to get inspiration. And if I'm sitting there on a, on a morning and I'm like, oh God, I'm stuck in a fog, what do I do? In front of me are pages and pages and pages of diagrams of how to structure information architecture of a website and other nonsense like that. But there you go. That's what I like. I find it quite... I find it an innovation innovation arena when you're with other people. And I think that's one of the things that Zoom and other platforms are available. We lack loving Zoom right now. I don't even have Zoom. I don't even like Zoom. I hate conferences. Personally, I hate meetings and conferences, but I do like just shooting the shit and being with other people. And I find that a really good place for innovation. So maybe that is why Smock have now moved on to the TFV 96. They've, uh, so if you've missed all the other 74 iterations that have happened while you've been locked down, 
Um, I think they're on, they're on the TFE 16 Lite. TFE 16 wasn't good enough, so they've gone for the TFE 16 Lite. That has um, effervescent, that's probably not the right word, is it? Illumination within the tank. They're struggling, aren't they? They're really struggling for some new inspiration. A good tip might be to make the coil not leak. I would personally like to see that in the TFE 18. Please make the coil not leak. They've still got the situation where there's the stubby coil sticking out the bottom of the damn coil that we have to advise customers to, when they get them home, lean on them with the palm of their hand on a solid timber surface to not make it leak, which I think is pretty crap given the price of those coils. But there you go. That's just my two pence on that one. Anyway, so we've done Zoom Expos. Are you going to it? Are you going to it? Are you going to sit on the toilet and watch it? Or is it just toilet to you? How did you find it? Do you think it was worth the money? Do you think these exhibitions are worth the money? Uh, what do you do alternatively? Do you like my idea? Well, we went to car events. We got, we had, we drank beer. We ate hot dogs or vegan hot dogs. We met consumers. We met customers, people that could come back and do business with us. We made more money on one Friday afternoon at a classic car event in Kent than we made, than we would have made probably across the, no, than we did make. I'll give you a more, more accurate statistic. We made twice as much money on one, two thirds of a day, drinking hot dogs, eating beer. Yes, I know where I've gone with that one. Then we made for an entire weekend at the Vape Jam about two years ago. And that wasn't far off of when they were at their peak. Personally, for me, they're money-making exercises for the organizers, but really, they're bollocks. Get on the phone, cold call, go and knock on some doors, go and meet some vapors. I think that's the best way. Anyway, end of part one. So what else is going on? Is it business as usual? Are you back to normal? Are you back opening normal hours? Or are you playing around with some reduced hours, reduced staffing? How are you seeing your sales figures? So one of the things we've seen across a lot of stores within our own network is we've seen those businesses, those shops that were doing delivery, those ones that had a capacity to do delivery, and were still uh, keeping that brand alive in those customers' minds and keeping access to those products and just keeping them within their network, within their circle seen probably about 80% or so, 75, 80% re return to sort of normal normal levels of business. Now, a lot of those stores, particularly I've chatted to one just this morning, a store owner, um, a stone's throw away from my office. Uh, he's saying about this, they've probably got about oh, 100 less hours a month they're doing, 25 less hours a, a week or so. So where the figures are down, perhaps about 80% of where they were, how much of that is because of the reduced hours, the more streamlined hours, obviously that that in itself can pose a benefit because you've got less costs for the of your wage and your outgoings. I've often thought that there might be a future where people don't go to shops uh, on a week on a weekdays and maybe you just have shops with open only at the, um, the weekends where people aren't working perhaps. Uh, maybe this is sort of a, a new way of looking at retail. I think there's I just did my own high street, which I live in South End in Essex. It looks like a, a war zone at the moment. There was a stabbing, not a million thing to talk about. There was a stabbing. A young man had a machete and he macheted someone. Um, they were Londoners, they weren't locals. We're not like that. But there's a, we've got a, a knife detector. Uh, he's a nice guy, goes around checking for knives. And we've got a knife detector, like you have at airports, at the top and the bottom of the high street. So now when you walk into the high street, I mean, if retail is struggling enough already, this is a corker, isn't it? You walk into the high street, oh, I'll go and get, I'll pop out with my children for the day and go and do some shopping, maybe take them to the toy shop. Oh, what's this little arch? This is fun. Are you building, is it a trellis? Are you putting some flowers on there? 
No, there, love. No, someone had a machete last week, so we're just making sure there's no more machetes flying around. We're just making sure we're just staying on top of the machete count, really. We know there's one. We're hoping there's not any more. We hope that these little these little trailers, these electronic trailers, will trim that back a touch. Oh, that's nice then. I'll definitely be shopping here more. So just when retail couldn't struggle anymore, South and High Street, in all of their fucking wisdom, are going to go and put knife detector machines with dogs at the top and the bottom of the High Street. I mean, they're just. They're, I don't know who's, who does these things. I, I, I get I get violent crime is a problem. Maybe get a couple more coppers around. A couple of coppers around in, not with machine guns, because, I mean, they're not the most friendly-looking people. Just classic bobbies. Because the money they're going to lose, I'm just, this is on the fly here now, and I've often thought this, they seem to run business districts with complete moronic attitude and disjointed. There's no generalism. There's no link-up. So the money you would lose by people not going to the high street, not paying the rents, the landlords not paying the taxes, the business rates not getting paid because obviously high streets, there's not really a lot of business rates allowances because they're so damn expensive. The amount of money people not coming to town using the car parks and paying money or not using the local public um, transport services where it's franchised out. All of those things link in. All of those things link in. And then people using the local benefit system because they lose jobs in the town. And what do they do? They go, oh, I'll tell you, put some metal detectors at the top and bottom. That make people feel safe. No, do you know what makes people feel safe? Staying at home and shopping online. Please, someone tell me there's any sense in this. It's nonsense. So, so business as usual, unless you're in South and High Street and you're fucked. Um, so, yeah, there you go, really. Uh, nuts. But I think there's been a real real birth of the birth. There's been a rebirth, which I like. I like secondary parades. When I look for shop locations, I've always liked secondary parades. And what, if you don't know what I mean by a secondary parade, then you shouldn't be in, uh, in retail. If you don't know what I mean by a secondary parade, I mean those little parades that you go down and you go and get your, your panda beef sausages. or Because um, we all do that. We're all popping off to get our panda beef sausages. The little secondary parades, you know, where you go and get... Um, I can't, I'm, just, I'm, I'm on the secondary parade and I'm looking and I can't see. Not, you can go to a Polsky Sklep. Uh, what can you get on a secondary parade? You go and get yourself a sandwich. Or I'm, the microphone's going to go off here because I'm actually looking. You can go and get some architectural design done. Um, look at some old second-hand cars that might be clocked, filled up with sawdust, but you buy it for your kid. Um, what else can you get? Uh, oh, a Bangkok Spa and Massage. So you, it's all places where you can get a Bangkok Spa and Massage. Uh, oh, happyending.co.uk. Check them out. Give them a little go. Don't know if you can get the same experience online, but maybe they can Zoom video conference uh, someone. Uh... Anyway, they got a secondary parade. There's <laughs> a secondary parade for you. Um, they're doing well, and I love them because that's where the hub, that's where people's chimney pots are, so people live. And it means if those shops are vibrant and people got a Saturday job, your 16, 17 year old kids got a Saturday job, it's good. They're good. They're good places. I like them. Um, Fuck the high street, because it's fucked. Um, but secondary parades are good, and I think people are going to use those a lot more, which is really good. And so if there's something positive out of all this, uh, people are shopping more at local secondary parades. Websites, we all know, websites have gone absolutely do-lally recently. Um, I think literally the moment that Boris Johnson opened his mouth and went, uh, <laughs> I, I was able to nail the impression of this, but I can't really do it right now. Uh, if, your friends, if your friends ask you to go out, you say no. No, that's, that's fucking dross, isn't it? Sorry, that was the worst impression of Boris Johnson I've ever done in my entire life. Not that I have a, a, a back catalogue of, if your friends ask you to go out, you say no. 
No, still terrible, still absolutely terrible. I'm never going to listen to this Cotton Canthor playback ever again because I'll be embarrassed to death. But literally the moment he opened his mouth, traffic on our website shot up. I know it's happened for pretty much anyone in the sector who has a website that can be found that's been crawled, that's been got a sitemap, been indexed, and doesn't look like a pile of dog shit as a website. Um, and then Google did an algorithm update. Anyone else get hit by that? Smashed, fall off a cliff. It's taken me ages. So I work on the e-commerce side of vape and juice um, and the wholesale, I do a bit of the SEO stuff. Um, I'm an organic marketer. I hate the word SEO because it sounds, because everyone goes, oh, I'm an SEO person. No, you're not. Just a guy who flaps about on a typing board, keyboard. Um, I do the organic marketing for the business or basically my job is to get blood out of a stone. And we have spent about a year trying to recover from Google's medic update last year, which a lot of businesses fell off a cliff on that one. I remember looking at, uh, I think it was Vape Club or UK e-cig store sales, and they just got absolutely demolished. Hello, Vape Club have done well, brought it back up again. Give some props to Totally Wicked. They managed to get their website up. That's incredible. Um, it's good to start seeing some text on some websites, which is probably quite smart. I know Vape Club have put a bunch of text now above the fold, which reduces the, if you care about this stuff, by the way, if you don't care, then you probably won't care. But look, March next year, Core Vitals update is coming out from Google. If you don't already know about this, you need to get to know about this. This is where there are four metrics relating to mobile indexing that if you don't have the ship shape, you're going to see your rankings drop like a stone, potentially, right? And we're talking about largest contentful paint. We're talking about um, cumulative layout shift. We're talking about page load. We're talking about the whole requests and stuff like that. There's a ton of them. A lot of them, if you're on Shopify like us, you're doomed. Um, have to move to WordPress or something like Magento. If you can find a Magento developer, well done. That's a skill in itself. Almost as hard to find as a Shopify developer. Um, but these things will hurt our sites. Will hurt, will hurt a lot of the people because a lot of people now have gone to Shopify. They talk about the first time a lot of companies was 20%. The first time that 20% of businesses have ever sold something online. Oh, hang on. I'm trying to say this stat. 20% of businesses in America online sold their first ever product online during lockdown. That's it. Nailed it. Boom. Only took me three times. Right. And a lot of them are on Shopify. Shopify's um, about to go live, go to go public. Their share price is, is flying up pre, uh, pre-listing. Uh, and they want to take on Amazon and, and eBay. But one of the problems that Shopify has, it has an appalling hierarchical structure. If you know what information architecture is, you'll know that Shopify is not a place for that. And we're working on a way to get around it. But I've seen Vape Superstore do very well on that, actually. Um, so I'll give them their, their props. The Where am I going with this? I'm waffling. Website's doing well, but then they get smashed. So mine got smashed last year with the medic update. Then obviously there was the dual nonsense. Um, I call it the dual nonsense. I think I've signed a document that says I can't talk about this. Um, moving on. Um, so... The, the oh, what I was saying, sorry, it is public domain. I can say that. So people were claiming that there was there was talk that there was lots of fake jewel pods out in America. So they're not jewel pods. Full disclosure. Um, put the gun away. They are not jewel pods. They are fake ones with uh, levels of THC in the cartridge. We all know about this. We've all been, we work in the, we work in the industry, right? Um, unless you're here just for vape news in general, and this is some vape news for you. But so these dodgy cartridges with their CBD, their THC in, sorry, they're causing problems. Obviously, that smashed everyone's business again. 
And then Google were going to do an update, literally uh, middle of lockdown. They got, they got, they called it, was it the um, the Corona? The court. Oh, there was a nickname for this. May the fourth update. May, may the fourth be with you update, or the coronavirus update. The corona. The coronavirus was update. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, I've heard a few names for it. The people they name them basically. They name these updates. If you're in the nerd land like me, I listen to a, a site called Marketing O'Clock each Friday. I quite enjoy it. Give, give it a go. They've got another one called Search Engine Journal Podcast. Actually, I tell you a really good podcast if you're into the e-commerce side of things in this sector, and you probably got to be because paid ads are a nightmare. We try to do paid ads. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I just don't think it works. Brutally honest with this sector because you've got to be so opaque. That's it. Talked about it. But SEO for SAS um, or SAO, SAS, SAS, SAO, SAS, one of those. A bunch of girls talk about SEO and they talk a good, talk a good game and they're quite useful. So listen to them. They're well worth it. Recommendation. Um, maybe they'll give me a recommendation for anyone of their podcasts who likes vaping related news within the B2B sector. It's a very broad sector that. Um, but yes, so that's got smashed. They got hammered for it in the media and said, guys, what the hell are you doing? We're in the middle of a lockdown. Business is struggling to get things ship shape. And you go and do an algorithm update that causes absolute tsunami of ranking drops for a lot of businesses at the worst possible time. So they're not going to do an update now until the new year. And they've actually moved further forward now. The core vitals update in May, which is where if your site isn't isn't not just mobile ready, like if it's on AMP level of ready, although it doesn't necessarily mean AMP accelerated mobile pages, you may get a short, sharp shock one morning for not paying attention. There you go. So that's that. Um, that's what's going on in the world. So respect for all those people who get online, um, focus on user experience, focus on customer experience. Don't be afraid. A lot of businesses who run offline, they think, well, where can I only run one shop? How can, um, how can the website help me? Well, the website can help you in a ton of ways. If you ever looked at your Google My Business Insights, look at how often those pictures are looked at. It's insane. So if you're leaving old photos up, that have old pricing on it, you're shooting yourself in the foot. People are looking at that because it's got loads of views, so that comes up first. And they go, Christ, they sell, uh, they sell terrible liquids. Their prices are really expensive because you can't update them very easily. So make sure you maybe bin them off after a while, get fresh ones on there, use it as an advertising platform, but don't be afraid to promote your business locally. It helps you Google My Business ranking as well, as does getting on all the other ones like Foursquare and um, listing yourself. Um, if you give me backlinks to my website, from about my website to your back, you know, it will definitely help you. <laughs> okay, so that's a lie. Um, but yes, that's that really. And uh, now, without further ado, we're going to talk about what's new in the vaping market. And I'm going to bring on the main man, Sir Fred of Wildshire. Oh, I'm Abe. Hello. Oh, here we go. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Live from a remote swell. location. <laughs> swell, swell. Swell, swell. End of a Friday. What are you doing today? What are you doing tonight? Uh, oh, I don't really know. Hannah's at work, so I'm going to go home and probably drink some beers in the garden. Have a little nap. Play with a cat. Do some Pop edibles. Standard. Definitely do some edibles. <laughs> um, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's my Friday in a nutshell. What about you? Um wipe away so i've got to put the son to bed i'm trying to teach him not to have a dummy and i was thinking like so basically oh crap i've got to go to the toy shop and get him a present from the dummy fairy i've made these big promises grand promises like oh the dummy fairy is going to bring you a, a dummy uh, present so um and i haven't done that yet so i need to go and 
go and do that. Um, does he know what's going on? Does he know? Like, if you say something like that, is he going to remember it? Yeah, he does. So um, the other day, he, the other day, he almost sort of relented and gave up his dummy. He went animal house, giraffe, zebra. I, basically, he wants an animal house. I don't know what an animal house is. Of um, like the book is that what he wants? No, I, I don't think he wants a piece of literature, Fred. I think he wants. <laughs> I think he wants a substantial property with um, with animals in. What we're worried is if we give him what we think is an animal house, he'd be like, no, no, house with animals. I think he basically wants us to. To like <laughs> and, and get a farm. I think that's probably we're going to let him down big time, really. But um, no, he's um, I'm trying to take him, take the dummy away. Welcome to the Vape and Juice Show. Uh, we talk about dummies. Um, we cover all topics here. I um, I took the dummy from him yesterday daytime, and he, he basically goes like, "Dummy, dummy, where's my dummy, dummy, dummy?" And it's kind of cute, but kind of annoying. But then I I was laying in bed uh, this morning thinking. It's actually quite sad if I, if he, you know, what's the next step really? I suppose it's um, adolescence, wanking in the bathroom, um, and uh, and being obnoxious. I mean, probably a gap in yeah. somewhere, but um, yeah, yeah. It's the next bit is going to be seen looking at his uh, search history when he gets a bit a bit older. Oh my god, I, that's I, gonna be fun. At some stage, I'm gonna be that parent who's like parental lock on her. What have you been looking at? Don't take the girl in your room with the door closed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that applies? If, as because obviously you've got boys, so I don't think if it was a if you had a girl, you'd probably be like, nah, I'm near that shit. It's bad, isn't it? It's bad. Like, yeah. oh, you know, if you're, when you're 18, only the door open. Let's see what absolute baby bring home. Let's see her. Uh, <laughs> Good bring, son. Bring it. Bring dad up. You know, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Is that weird? You want from me? No, no, no. I think that's a, I think it's an all reaction. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Right, so you got you got you on on the um the old podcasting tons. Um, what's new in the vape world, Fred? What have you seen? Uh, well, I mean, there's just um some new kits out. But the uh, one thing that looks really good is the new Aegis Max, and it's got a uh, it's got twenty one seven hundred battery, and I'm glad that we're seeing more of these come out because. It's just such a better battery for vaping. You get you get more capacity. You get close to sort of like the same as what you get from two eighty and six fifty. Is in something that's like not that much bigger. They're really good. Okay. Um, the do you remember the Odin kit that that um sorry not the kit the mod the the dual twenty one seven hundred. They're bringing out a smaller one, which is a single one that looks really good. And then it uh, it's the, still is it called the Odin Light by any chance? Odin Mini. Oh, okay, it wasn't far off. No, it's basically the same thing, isn't it? But yeah, it's uh, there's, it's just we're starting to see there was a bit of a drought of like sub ohm kits and mods and tanks and stuff. But we're slowly starting to see some more of that stuff coming out, which is nice. I suppose because um, they've all been um, uh, concreted into their houses, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hot box their houses, and now uh, they want to go outside and start doing it there. But yeah, there's um, I mean, there's. One juice that um, we started to see popping up, which got me really excited, was the uh, Fantasy. The old range that used to be sort of in the in the 50 mil pipette style bottles. Yeah. That's now available, big 100 mils, and they're really well priced as well. So, yeah, excited about them. Do you know what? They, they, were, they were the pioneering ones who started making the market stall standard e-liquid, weren't they? When they were just some massive... But they're the ones who ripped off Fanta, weren't they? And then they had to change it to Fantasy. Yeah, but I've gone back to... Uh, it very much being, this is definitely Fanta, <laughs> but with it's a couple of letters Fanta. on the end of it. 
Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm currently, uh, currently got a good relationship with the company. <laughs> 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 still they know. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, um, what was is is they were one of the first ones to start doing like the real big crazy brands. Then you started having like Murica and God and was it a Pokemon e-liquid? I remember yes, trying. Yeah. Pokemon e-liquid. Like get out of town. I'm not selling Pokemon e-liquid. Get hard enough. Crazy. Pokemon. Pokemon. And they had the had like a Capri selection box. Like you know the ones you get at Christmas with all the different chocolate bars in it. They had the same thing, but had a little fifty mils. In there, of all just like you know, lion bar rip off, dairy milk rip off. It couldn't, it so couldn't be any more blatant. But yeah, well, what's, what's even more? It's probably one of the least popular flavors. Is it chocolate? Chocolate e liquids. You see people coming and going. Oh, do you remember this? You got a chocolate e liquid? Well, we got one, and then oh, it was not very nice. No, it tastes like what? I remember as a kid, right? My, I think I said this before. My sister had this chocolate bath bubbles stuff. The stuff. There's a woman drinking a wine glass in the car driving past. That is respect. <laughs> That's amazing. One of those like bottle of wine, wine glasses. She's just there. So, so classic. What a, what a classic person. Brilliant. That's, that's traveling in style. I love that. The um, cool points should mitigate the points on her license if she ever gets pulled. Just, oh, no, no. Just, just to reiterate, she's not actually driving. She is a passenger. So oh. she's, uh, no, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I love how you thought that was a good thing. Um, <laughs> it's just a passenger. She's not that blatant. Um, oh, but I remember, okay. so had, my sister had this bath bubble stuff and it smelled like the, just the richest, nicest chocolate you've ever had. And then you drink it and it tasted like uh, fairy liquid, which obviously, of course, it tasted like fairy liquid because it was bath, soap, gel, bubble thing. But it just smelled good. Uh, it tricked me. Oh, that sounds awful, though. Sat, I mean, you're trying to get clean, and then the thought of you're just like swimming in chocolate when you're trying yeah. to clean yourself just doesn't sound right. Uh, uh, yeah, well, the smell was good, but that was what some of the early. I remember I had a Hang Sen or a Feel Life. Feel, feel Life? It feel Life, wasn't it? A Feel Life chocolate, and it smelled well, it, t- it smelled and tasted like that, to be honest. So it wasn't really either. So um, fair play to the go- going in, go big or go home, I suppose. Why yeah. not? You make one bad liquid, make thirty and stick them in a selection box and get sued. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's crazy. Big news in the Wick Liquor front. Have you seen the new Wick Liquor bottles? Oh, you it's such an them? improvement. Yeah, yeah, oh. touched them, touched them, seen them, felt them. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't opened one yet, but they look they look much better. The problem was the um, I, I I need to crack one open and see how it is. But before the uh, the the there's like two parts to the cap. The top part of the cap would come off and then the other part would be stuck to the bottom of it. And it was just a, a nightmare. Like whenever, whenever I'm sending out orders of, of Wicknicker, I'm always tightening the bottle just to make sure it doesn't just leak out in the post and stuff because we've had that a few times. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, these ones seem good. But nice. I think they're like the proper Chubby Gorilla ones. Decent. Have they changed up the labels at all or are they still as rip-offable rip as possible? Yeah, no, not changed that. But Oh, good. I know people. Yeah, I know they get a hard time for not having sort of the most original label, but I think it looks nice. I like it. Good. It's good. Yeah. So those who are listening, basically, we had a few customers who had issues where the bottle was just literally just split open or just opened up with, as, you, as Fred just said about the because um, it's in there, you have to deal with it. But I actually spoke to them and they told us they were. Updating them and um, they actually seem like really nice guys as well. I, I, yeah. I can't like them. Good, no, they're cool. Good egg. 
Good eggs, yeah. and the juice is good as well. Yeah, decent juice, isn't it? They, they, they've nailed that. If they, even if they haven't nailed design, talking about bad design, actually, let's not go there. Um, there was a, a new liquid line I've seen out with an orange lid. Uh, something chase, I don't know. <laughs> Trying to rip off our. Um... <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to put this out there, but I'm going to carefully word this. We have a massively popular selling e liquid called the Purple in the brand called Kraken. Someone recent, and we, in the early labels, we had a slight mistake where there was a, perhaps a couple of incorrect flavors on the front of the bottle. Someone has replicated the liquid or attempted to, and the same wording, the same flavors. Um, unfortunately, they obviously haven't tried the liquid because it has none of those flavors in the bottle. Um, it is now up to date, but uh, it's always nice when someone rips you off badly. So uh, yeah. we'll leave that as that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a text later. Probably yeah, should edit excellent. that one out. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you oh we need over and outs here don't we really yeah Roger. Okay. <laughs> what i was going to ask was did you go to the virtual expo today i oh, i missed it oh, oh rats no uh i no i um, i didn't i didn't manage to go there because i'd just normal human thing to crack on with um <laughs> But no, well, I didn't. Virtual Expo, the good thing about Virtual Expo, Fred, is even though you might have missed it today, you can still go tonight when you get in. Oh my god! doing that? I wonder if I. I think I can do it while I'm on the thing. Oh, you have to. Oh, okay, it's it's a whole deal. You've got to register and then you've got to log in and stuff. Okay, I can't. I can't do it while I'm on this call. But I, I'll I'll have a little look. It's a. Yeah, we'll have a little look. I won't be so. Uh, <laughs> And on that, on that, Fred, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap up this podcast. I'm gonna go and get some toys for my son. And cool. You have an amazing weekend. Thanks you for coming too. on as well. All right, take care. And I'll speak to you next week. Bye. So there you go. That's the Cotton and Canthor. We're back. We're back, even if we have to do it remotely and we're talking over each other. I hope you got some value out of that. Um, got any questions? You got any comments? Stick them in the comments. We're on Anchor.fm forward slash. I think vape and juice, or just search Connor Canthor podcast. Anyway, have an amazing week. Enjoy your vape expo if you go online. Um, and uh, see you on another podcast.